for tuning in to the fifth episode of This Old Sword, a podcast about old school games and new games inspired by them. Today I want to talk a little bit about magic items and also, as always, respond to voice messages. Thank you for calling in and hope you enjoy the show. So today I want to talk about magic items. In the sense of, they are what make fantasy role-playing games go. One of the more interesting ideas recently has been uh, the Cypher system by Monica Games, where they use one-use magic items, essentially. Uh, Monty had said in a liner notes that he was quoting the off-quoted phrase about science and magic being indistinguishable at a certain level. And one-off, one-use-only magic items is a a very unique idea. And now he's got a Kickstarter where he's going to make a lot of money by porting that over into 5th edition. Which, honestly, I would buy only for the art. (laughs) Um, I I think it's fairly easy to make one-use items and to put some effort into making them unique. But I don't begrudge money for that. I mean, that's great. It's... It's, he has great artists, and all of the artwork is just amazing. And if I could afford it, I would buy the book. But more specifically in regards to having magic items in your games, a long time ago, I wanted to get away from plus one, plus two items. And with the advent of fifth edition and with uh, the black hack, I really like the idea of rolling with advantage. Because it more or less works out as a plus four bonus early on, but then as characters advance, it's really not much of a bonus at all. In fact, it doesn't really mean anything. So if I don't have plus one, plus two items, what about all those creatures that require magic weapons to hit? I just call it a magic weapon. It doesn't do extra damage or give you a bonus to hit. It's just a magic weapon. If you have a sword that's made out of, you know, some sort of gossamer or spider silk or or other exotic materials, then it's a magic sword. No extra damage, it's just magic. Just because it's magic doesn't mean it needs to do double damage or anything like that. But I'd still have things like that where it does an extra D4 damage or does an extra D6 damage. Because adding a dice to it instead of a number, for some reason, makes it feel magical. And I want to get away from the bonus to hit type rolls, ones and twos and things. But the main reason I did it is not because of the math. I majored in math for three years before I switched over to English. The main reason is it forces me as a, a referee to come up with creative magic items. You know, I can still come up with the blades that are, you know, roll with advantage to hit against dragons, add a d6 die of damage to it. I, I might even go for the, it's a magic sword, but plus two to hit against dragons. But, I mean, even something more evocative than that. And one of the first things that really sparked my imagination when I first read about D&D were intelligent swords. I thought, oh, great, here's another character for me to play 
to talk to the characters. And it's a sword. And that brought to mind all kinds of things. You know, you think about Elric, who is constantly fighting off being possessed by his sword. Um, and, and we've got all kinds of interesting things to bring to the game now. Or, you know, even if your character has no, is not threatened at all by the intelligent sword, you know, it's going to be able to handle it and take care of it, then it's still something that's more dynamic than just a simple bonus to hit or bonus to damage. Some of the other things uh, that, I, uh, that I did very early on is I had an intelligent mace for the cleric. And that was kind of a, it wasn't meant to be, but the players kind of figured out quickly it was a way of getting augury and other divination spells for free because it was the spirit of the deity that was talking to him. It wasn't anything else. So if I were to do that again, I'd have to think very carefully about that. Probably a cleric, if, if you get divination abilities that are essentially for free, then there's a cost somewhere down the line like it cost extra slots to do other spells or uh, your healing's less effective it, every time you use it. I don't know. Um, something along those lines. But the other thing that makes them more creative with weapons anyway is having other abilities. Teleport. Blink. Uh, gaseous form. That's my favorite. You know, when you give somebody and it says the runes translate to vampiric sword, they think, oh, that means this drains hit points from somebody and gives them to me. No, it means you assume gaseous form. Vampires have more than one special ability. Um, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, or even breath weapon. You know, who expects a magic sword to give them the ability to breathe fire or acid or have a sonic attack? And so you have all kinds of things that you can do from there. When it comes to magic armor, a lot of it to me is it's made out of some sort of weird exotic material, uh, and, and that's what makes it magical. But there's there's other things as well. You always think of armor more or less as defensive, and so you know shields of awesome defense, um, shield wall. Yes, that's a shout out to mazes and minotaurs. But you know what if you had a shield who ha that had a special ability to generate a wall? Then you quite literally have a shield wall. Yes, I know the puns. It's it's a curse. But there there are all sorts of other avenues that open when I'm looking beyond plus one plus two for weapons and for armor. Um, one of my favorite uh, magical armors looks like a regular suit of clothes. I mean, it allows the character to be armored in a city where armor is illegal because. You can examine it, you can touch it, whatever it is, it just looks like you're wearing a cloak and all that, but it's not. It's armor. How does that work? Um, you're thinking too hard. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, it allows my high-level characters to not be assassinated all of a sudden. Can they cast Detect Magic and figure it out? Probably, and that's another episode. Anyway... Uh, the other thing that I've done recently with magic items is I'm a big proponent of slings. Mainly because the Roman, if you look at the Roman army, their fifth level of soldier was sling. And they would kind of march out in front and throw slings. Because if you had no ability to do anything else, you could throw a sling stone. And if you read accounts of 
dealing with sling stones. Armies hated them. They really did because it, you, you broke all kinds of shin bones because of these crazy stones. But anyway, so I, I make magic sling bullets. Um, you know, and not something as obvious as maybe a fireball or some sort of like turning it into a hand grenade, although those exist, but even something more like sleep gas for one or something that's not military at all, like an illusion. You sling this thing and all of a sudden you have a huge illusion, illusionary city or oasis. Especially if you're in a desert campaign, you launch this thing into the sands behind you and the people chasing you think they're in an oasis and now you'll lose them for two days that way. And and I like those kinds of items. They're utility items, not just damage items. So anyway, that's just a few ideas about weapons, armor, sling stones, and... Um, and I know I didn't talk about magic wands or, or anything that's the purview usually of a, of a wizard or a sorcerer, and that's because they kind of define themselves. You know, maybe a one-use wand every once in a while or something like that. But when I think about magic items, I think about the characters that don't use magic on a daily basis and what's magical to them. Anyway, love to hear your thoughts on magic items. Give me a call, leave a message, and we can talk about it. Hey John, it's Che. <laughs> this is going to sound really silly and really stupid, but uh, thank you for your episode on what you call phaser rip. Um, kind of enjoyed listening to that. Have to say though, I've always thought it was pronounced face rip, but you know, <laughs> what do I know? Cool stuff, dude. Just wanted to share it because it was in my mind. Hey Che, welcome back. Um, I have to say. I have never heard anyone say face rip until you did. And now I look it up on the internet and it seems a lot of people say face rip. I've just always heard it was phaser rip and read it in my mind that way. I very well could be wrong. Oh, well. I, I do have to say one other thing in addition to that. The D20 or the 3D20 phaser rip um, idea that I mentioned in my last episode um, unfortunately, it's doing that thing where it's bringing this idea in my head that I must write this thing. Um, that kind of defeats the purpose of idea debt, but it's really got a hold of my brain right now. And my son said, I will help you play test it. Um, especially because it keeps him occupied until Endgame comes out. Anyway, uh, thanks for calling in, Che. I'm still listening to the episode with uh, the last interview regarding the... Arduin Grimoire, and it's really good so far. I normally can't make it through an hour-long podcast. I'm done, and I tap out in 15 minutes, but I really enjoy it. So thank you for having a great podcast so far that I feel like I'm going to be able to make it the whole hour. Anyway, take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you again for listening to Episode 5 of This Old Sword. Next episode, not sure what I'm going to be talking about, but definitely we'll be talking about um, paper bullets come Friday. Anyway, I wanted to mention a shout out to uh, Shay, who uh, has the podcast of uh, Retro Rescue. Uh, give it a listen. He's run a long series on the Arduin Grimoire, which I'm finding very fascinating so far. I haven't finished it, but I, I think it's definitely worth your time. If you wonder about Hargrave and uh, kind of the history behind it, and is anyone running a Hargrave 
uh, campaign right now and what's that like. Um, I don't know if he's in a series on this, but I kind of hope in the future he can do a series on Tecumel and uh, with the same kind of thought that he's put into the Arduin universe. Anyway, take care and see you in the next episode.